G-Man, that there's T-Money, and welcome to the May 5th Cinco de Mayo Father, Son, and Holy Sport weekly podcast. The 2022 NFL Draft is over. Full of surprises. Defenders dominate the first round like we predicted here on Father, Son, and Holy Sport. And all the quarterbacks fell further than anticipated. 262 picks. We're going to break it down for you tonight. Right, Team Money? Oh, yeah. Cannot wait. I'm excited. Glad to be here. I wore my suit because I feel like I could do half these dumb GM's jobs. So I'm putting in my audition tape here. That's what I'm here for. I got the suit. So I look professional. I can do these jobs now. Okay. Some of these interview. guys getting fleeced and making horrible calls, but we can get into that. This is an interview. This is an interview. Yes. Hey, y'all, do us a favor and press the like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. And I'm G-Man, and I got T-Money here with me, bringing you football energy with the May 5th edition of the NFL Rundown. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network, brought to you by our friends at Woundwise IQ. Hey, let's kick this thing off. Let's talk about the teams here in this draft. T-Money, what do you think? Which team had the best draft? All right. I said before the draft, they needed to have a big one and that they could have the biggest impact on this draft. And I think they did. The Kansas City Chiefs, every person they basically selected was a steal considered where they were ranked pre-draft and where they ended up drafting them. Their first round picks, McDuffie, some people had him. PFF had him in their top 10. And uh, George Karloffis from uh, Purdue was also... Uh, top 15 guy on a lot of these pre-draft boards and they got him at 30. So I think they made huge leaps there. They got a speedster wide receiver in the second round and who some guys had in the first round, very underrated because he came from a small school. And then obviously uh, their second, second round picked a beautiful, smart, intelligent safety at a, the university of Cincinnati. So these guys <laughs> adjust their needs. They really were smart trading back twice with the idiotic Patriots during this draft. They got, <laughs> they filled all their needs. They went on defense. They got a sneaky guy on wide receiver. I think they made great moves during the draft that can keep them a dynasty for years to come. Well, T money, you know, I can't dispute that Kansas city chiefs. I love your, you're fired up tonight. All of us, all the fans out there love that when you get fired up, but Kansas city has to, make moves because they're in the toughest division of all and yeah. all those other teams are making moves too so they better stay with them i'm gonna go with the team that's behind me i'm gonna yeah. go with the jets i mean four picks in the top 36 picks i mean how, how do you go wrong with something like that the, is that good management that they had all those picks they traded away people whatever they got four picks in the top 36 man sauce gardner great cornerback and then they pick up Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end, two great cornerstone defensive players right there. And then we look yeah. on the offensive side, they pick up Brees Hall at running back and Garrett Wilson, O-H-I-O. Man, they got two great offensive powers there. I think of these four guys, probably three of them are going to start. Yeah. No, I-, I can't argue with you. 
The Jets had an incredible draft. I just wanted to go against the grain. I think everyone and their mother thinks they had a phenomenal draft. I, I just think Kansas City really, you know, other than Jermaine Johnson, the, the Jets did solid at where they were projected to be. I think the Kansas City got a lot of steals. They made some solid trades. I think Jermaine Johnson pick was great trading back up into the first round, getting a guy that was supposedly top eight on their board. They got three guys in the top eight on their board. Uh, I, I think they did a phenomenal job the jets did and they got the they got the best corner the best wide receiver a top three edge rusher the number one running back and the number two tight end on a lot of boards i mean that's a phenomenal draft don't get me wrong but i think what i'm scared about with this draft you're making is, my point for me you're making i my think point what i'm me. scared about with giving the jet the jets the best grade is a lot of this depends on zach wilson taking a step absolutely these guys he has uh, to take a step. Half these guys cannot have an impact unless he takes a step. So that's well, Jets, my only concern. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm with you. Jets were four and thirteen. They got a long way to go, man. Are they going to yeah. catch Buffalo? You know, they've got to make some moves. If they get to five hundred, they might not even make the playoffs. So they're going to no. take a step up. They may not get in those playoffs. What do you think, man? They make the playoffs or don't they real quick? They don't make the playoffs. They're clearly okay. the fourth best team in that division. I mean, that's what I'm saying is. Yes, the draft was good, but I don't know if that did they get two wins better unless Zach Wilson is elite. Like if Zach Wilson plays the same he did last year, do they win five games? I mean, that's that's well, what I I say, so that's what I was saying. I said if they go five hundred, they still might not make it. I mean, I, they, they're going to get not better. Even go five, I'll put money down. They don't go five hundred. They were four and thirteen. You know, could they go five hundred? So that's I love their draft. Sauce Gardner, best player in the draft. Awesome, awesome pick. Your man, so, your yeah. man. You were rooting for him all draft night. You and I were having a couple beers, watching a draft. Oh, yeah, You're great time. Crazy over your doggone Cincinnati draft picks, man. Great. Oh, yeah. They did great. The Cincinnati picks were great. Great day for UC. So let's let's talk about these best players here. Of the best players that were selected, who's the best fit for this draft? Yeah, the best fit is a guy that I predicted a number two, Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher from Michigan, stays in Michigan, goes right down the road to the Motor City. He's a number two pick. The guy's going to kill it. He's 6'7", 260. He's going to make an impact. He's going to be killing it in there. Yeah, and he, Detroit needs him. So there's a need. He filled it. He's in Michigan. Played in Michigan. The fans are going to love him. I like the fit. All right. I, I, hey, he he was second on my best fit. He just fits perfect from Michigan, like you said. Went to Michigan. Michigan guy. Culture changer. My guy, though, is actually both Ravens selections in the first round. I think the Ravens absolutely. Oh, now you're going to pick two. No, I, oh. I, it's technically. You're going to pull a G-man. It's you're going to pull a G-man. It's technically just the Ravens picks in the first round. They both fit perfectly. Kyle Hamilton at 14 safety. And then Tyler <laughs> Lindenbaum center out of uh, Iowa. They fleece the Cardinals. Once again, Cardinals, give me a call. Love to be your GM. You just paid it. <laughs> you just paid for Hollywood Brown with a 23rd pick overall. I don't know if he's the 23rd best receiver in the mm. NFL right now. So good luck with that one. But Kyle Hamilton was top five on the board until he ran uh, a 40 time. Just going to be such a good fit in the Ravens. They just, he seems like the next Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins type guy, Tyler Lindenbaum. There's never been a, a center in the first round that has been considered a bust 
Every center taken in the first round ever has gotten a second contract in the NFL. So centers are the safest pick in the NFL in the first round. This guy's going to be an all pro for the next 10 years. All right. I love what they did. They, tr- they made a great trade. They, both these picks fit perfectly. So I think they're just solid, solid picks. The Ravens, once again, I hate giving them credit because I'm a Cincy guy. They just are managed so well. Two great picks, two great fits. Yeah. Well, they got that defense. They're known for that defense, man. Yeah. And they go after uh, their first four picks through your defense. They're just shoring up that defense that we're all yeah. used to seeing from those guys. Hey, what do you think about in terms of impact? Who's going to step in as a rookie and make the biggest impact? I'm going to go uh, with a nod to Traylon Burks over in Tennessee. I think he might have a little more competition, and that's run heavy. Drake London right now on the Atlanta Falcons, you know, he's the only receiver. I mean, they have Kyle Pitts. He's great. Don't get me wrong, but there's no one else to throw the ball to on that team. Literally no one else. He's the best wide receiver. And I can't even name another wide receiver on their team. Like I looked at their depth chart. I've never heard of any of these guys. So Drake London's going to come in and immediately make an impact. Well, how are you going to be a GM if you don't know any of the other receivers, man? We're trying to get you ready for one of these jobs. You know, that's the thing. They're pulling guys off the street, and that's why Drake London's (laughs) going to make an immediate impact. At least the Titans have Robert Woods. There's been talks about Jarvis Landry. They have uh, a a, really small guy who's over the center. I can't remember. They have Hooper at tight end. Like they have other guys. They're run heavy first offense. Atlanta's not really a run heavy offense. And all they have is Kyle Pitts. I like Drake London to make the biggest immediate impact. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. He'll be the number one receiver there because after him, it's Cordero Patterson. And I last I looked, he was a running back. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, in terms of my who I think is going to make the biggest impact, I think it's going to be one of those top 10 defensive picks, those defensive guys in that first round. Many of them are going to start. I'm saying maybe Jordan Davis in Philly. Might be that guy that's in immediate impact or Sauce Gardner on the Jets. I think those guys are going to have big years. All right. Jordan Davis, not sure. He has to sit behind Fletcher Cox, who's an all-pro guy right now. But oh, great no, he's, not, he's not sitting behind him. Great he's not fit. Sitting behind him. I almost said pass Sauce. Him up. I almost said Sauce because I think he can just immediately come in, be a starter day one. He's perfect for the Jets' Robert Sala system. Take away half the field. He's perfect for them. I think he's going to so, make an immediate impact as well. I had to say a defense because I think it's going to be defense that steps in. But if I had to pick an offensive player, okay, I'm going Christian Watson for the Packers, the FCS player, taken in the second round. I need to make the first round. He's uh, Right now he's the number two receiver behind Lazard on the depth chart. Yeah. But he's going to pass Lazard. He's going to pass Lazard. There's 248 targets that have to be made up because Devontae left. And I think Christian Watson is going to get a lot of those targets. Hey, I, I, I don't mind it. It's, you know, the only thing that concerns me, he played in the FCS. So not only is he taking a leap to FBS, he's taking another leap to the NFL and guys competition wise. Uh, I think he's solid, just a de- developmental, hey, but there's six, targets four, to be had. Targets four, three, to be had. six, four, three, yeah. six speed, six, four. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a, he's a guy to have, but let's go to the QBs now. No, they fell a lot further down the draft board than we all thought. I mean, the second QB was Desmond Ritter, which was shocking to everybody, but that was in the third round. Which QB out of this draft class is going to have the best career? 
Well, I'm going to answer your QB question, and then I'm going to tell you the best player, the player that would have the best career. But the QB is Kenny Pickett, only quarterback selected in the first round. He fits into Pittsburgh so nicely. They do not make mistakes for the most part in situations like this. I think they vetted him. He fits in. I don't care if his hands are as small as mine. Okay. They've also <laughs> added two more wide receivers. So they added George Pickens, one of my sleeper picks. They got George. That guy can run, man. He's going to be thrown to George. Calvin Austin is a short yardage kind of gadget player that picked him up. And they've added that to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. The guy's going to have places to throw the ball. And, of course, my tight end, man. Watch out for my tight end this year, starting to step up and take over. They got some great receivers there in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett is going to have the best quarterback career out of these guys that were drafted. I think he might have the most immediate success right away because he's obviously in the best place and the team's ready made. They, you know, they're just their defense is great, their weapons are great. I love Matt Corral. I don't know if I trust the Panthers. It's Desmond Ritter, baby. Desmond Ritter's oh, gonna have the best. Of course it is. No, no, I like I like where okay. he landed. He landed in a great spot. I think he can easily win that starting job for Marcus Mariota. He He was called Marcus Mariota-like in the draft. So what a better guy to learn under and how to utilize his tools. I think the big difference between him and Mariota, he's a leader. This guy is going to own the locker room and take it over immediately. He's going to be great on film. He's going to be on a vengeance because he slid in the draft. I mean, he, he even said after the... While on the phone with the head coach, when he called him to let him know he was getting drafted, he said it shouldn't have taken this long. He's coming with a vengeance. I love Desmond Ritter's spot. He can win the starting job immediately, and he's going to be a gigantic leader in that locker room, something Marcus Mariota isn't. I'm telling you, this guy, is, he's, he's going to shock a lot of people and might be Atlanta's starter next year, and I love his potential. I like this spot. I just think he's going to have a tough time in that division. He's not going to get past Tampa. And New Orleans even better. And they just got Tyron Matthew. You probably saw that. New Orleans is going to be tough to beat. So now they're third in that division. It's going to be tough for them playing in that division. But I do like him. I do That's like fair. Him. That's fair point. Tom Brady's last year in Tampa, most likely. So after this, it's wide open. New Orleans, Jameis is getting old. Who knows what they're doing at QB? I'm I, New Orleans is tough, but it's the last year with Tampa and being good. So we'll see, man. Hey, you never know, man. TB 12. He might pull it out again. He might. You, know, he you might. don't know about him. Hey, the guy I was going to tell you, though, which player would have the best career is the guy that you mentioned earlier. I love the Ravens first pick. One of my sleepers and team monies. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. You talked about him. He may not start right away because there's some good safeties back there for the Ravens. But that guy's going to get in there. And he's going to have a great career. So I want to say that was my player that I thought was going to have the best. Totally agree, G-Man. Let's go on to A.J. Brown, the big, you know, tussle. He wanted paid more money in Tennessee. They didn't give him what he wanted. He leaves, goes to the Eagles. So now he's at the Eagles team money. How good does that make the Eagles with A.J. Brown there? So I, I think the Eagles can win this division. I think the Eagles had a great draft. Jordan yeah. Davis is stout on the line. Now they have an elite number one receiver. He's going to pair great with Devontae Smith. You know, overall, 
I think the team is much better after this draft. I don't think AJ Brown's production is going to show as well because he was the clear cut number one in Tennessee. They had a great play action with Derrick Henry. I think he's still going to be an elite guy, but production will dip. Stats will dip because Hertz isn't the thrower Tannehill is. He's more of a run first guy, but I think the Eagles right now should be the favorites in the division because of how bad Cowboys free agency and draft off season have been. I think the Eagles should win the division. I think they're going to be dangerous too. I mean, they are going to challenge for that division. I don't say they're going to win it right now because I still think Dallas has the edge here, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles yeah. are right there with them. I like the picks on defense, Nicobe Dean and Jordan oh. Davis on defense. And then they pick up the center. Uh, or sorry, cornerback, cornerback, Cam Jurgens. Yeah. So they got some good picks there on D their defense now looks really strong. Yeah. Uh, so now they got A.J. Brown with Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, oh, my gosh, he's so good. And I think uh, it's going to be a great team. So they were no. good before. They made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Now they got a, another year of experience. And, you know, me and you both talked about this. We both love Jalen Hurts. So we know he's working his ass off this offseason, and he's going to continue to take steps. So we like where he's headed. And like you said, I think one of the biggest things they did in this draft is Nicobe Dean fell because he refused to get surgery of some sort. Not really sure what happened. They might be able to convince him to get it, or I don't know why. But of all these Georgia guys, the alpha of all alphas on that Georgia defense was Nicobe Dean. So to get him in the third round or whatever, that fourth round, whatever they got him in, if he hits and is healthy, this defense is legit now with Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. I, I love what they did in the draft. I was a little critical at first because they missed on those wide receivers. They ended up making a great move for A.J. Brown. I, I mean, this is a new team, man. They're going to be very dangerous. All right. So the other receiver that was traded was Hollywood Brown. I'd love, like I said, I'd love to be the new GM of the Cardinals. If anyone wants to give me a call, because this was uh, maybe a fleecing, but let me get your opinion on this. Are the Cardinals finally getting over the hump here after this Hollywood trade for Hollywood Brown with Kyler and all these boys? It was a good trade, bad trade. What were your thoughts, G? They put the duo back together. Kyler and Hollywood played together at Oklahoma. Now they're back together. The buddies, they're going to throw some deep balls. But I don't know how much of a difference this will make. Maybe a little bit of a difference. I don't think it's a lot. I think it's a little bit. Does it get him over the hump? No, it does not get him over the hump. They got to beat the Rams, which they're not going to do. And they got to beat the 49ers. I don't know. Uh, so Kyler's a little disgruntled. Is he really that good? I mean, the guy's excellent. Don't get me wrong. But is he that next level? Can he get him to the yeah. Super Bowl? And is Hollywood Brown going to make a difference? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this, I think this all hands on, uh, hinges on Kyler taking a step. He keeps dipping off at the end of every year. He's yeah. got to step it up. Now, hopefully this makes him happy and they don't have to pay him a contract. I think that's why they did it. I also think they knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to get suspended and that's yeah. why they did it. Right. And so I, I think he's going to be a great compliment to DeAndre Hopkins because he can take the top off. And now it's hard to, you know, usually the safety has got to shift over to DeAndre Hopkins side. Hollywood Brown will blow right by you, but I don't like the signing because he's already going into year four. Uh, you know, are you going to keep him for two years, not pay him, uh, you know, in his contract year? I, I think they'll let him walk after two years, uh, you know, when he's due a contract. I just think 
he's a little too old. He's not as good as a 23rd pick. It, it was a really, really weird decision. I think they got fleeced on this and I don't think it gets them over the hump at all. I think Rondell Moore was set for a great season. He would have been, uh, he, he seems like a better version of Hollywood Brown to me. I, I, you know, it just seems like Christian Kirk 2.0 and not like Christian Kirk was killing people last year. So not a huge fan of the trade. Marquise Brown does not have a high completion percentage down the field. They think he's this deep threat. But when you look at his stats, his, his long ball completion percentage is low. He missed a lot of balls. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson threw him a lot of balls. And people say, oh, he didn't catch it because Lamar Jackson doesn't have a good deep ball. Was it really that? I don't know. We're going to find out real quick. But that team, the Arizona Cardinals, when you look at that team, I don't know that they're stronger on offense. So, you know, James Conner's there, but they only have Conner now in the backfield. So yeah. they used to have a one-two punch. And so now you look at the receivers. Yeah, they're a little bit better there. And then the tight ends. I don't know why they drafted a tight end. They had Zach Ertz. Why they wasted a pick on a tight end so early in the draft. I don't know. What, I mean, yeah, it can help to have another tight end, but couldn't they have drafted something else there? I just how's don't my, see them stepping up, man. How's my uh, picture look for my Cardinals GM on the website? This is this looks right, right? You know, my, my sideways. Because I'm about to be oh. this GM. It was just horrible picks left and right. It, it was just a bad night for the Cardinals. Uh, I totally agree with everything you're saying. No hey, one here over the hump. By the way, I love your hat. I see that's not that's something you could buy on the uh, like, Father Son Holy Sport yeah, website. Father Son Holy Sport website here. Check it out, G Man. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know if you noticed mine. Oh, what's it say? <laughs> so Father Son Holy Sport hat you can buy on the website. All Little right. golf hat you can buy on our website, everybody. Yeah. Hey, we we hope you love the show. The NFL Rundown is a special segment brought to you by Father Son and Holy Sport. If you're interested in being a guest on the Rundown NFL Rundown, check us out and look us up. And if you love the show, press a like and subscribe. And like we said, you can get merchandise at FatherSonAndHolySport.com. Look for all of our clips and segments where you play your podcasts. We'll see you next week for the NFL Rundown. T-Money, I'm starting to smell football in the air. It's coming, baby. <laughs> we'll see you soon. All right, great. Let's do this thing. Move on to the chant. I know Cousin Randy's got a good one coming for us here. Okay. Well, hey. I'm G-Man. I have T-Money here with me, bringing you sports energy on the May 5th edition of the Chug and Chant. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport podcast network. Hey, y'all do us a favor and press that like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Okay, like T-Money said, let's go high up on the San Francisco rooftops. It's Cousin Randy for this week's Chug and Chant. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this week's Chug and Chan. I'm Cousin Randy at her near and beautiful San Francisco rooftop. I got one for the GOAT on the NFL coaching tree, GM tree. Who knows? What are you going to call him? I'll get back to you after this chug. Woo! The GOAT, Bill Belichick. I'm coming for you today, Bill, because you're no longer elite. You lost a step. Maybe you can coach defense. Now you're going to coach offense because you lost Josh McDaniels. Let's not get into that. Let's get into your GM. He lost it. No more diamond in the rough. No more Tom Brady covering up for the fact that you can't draft a receiver to save your life. But this draft cuts the cake right here. It just It's done. Cole Strange in the first round. Everyone had him as a third, fourth round guy. You take a quarterback. First time since the 90s 
that a team's taken a quarterback after drafting a quarterback in the top 15 the year before. Crazy. What are you doing going to draft in Bailey Zappi? You got Mac Jones. You take two running backs when you don't need them. You got depth at running back. It's just a horrible FFF grade draft all around. You lost it. Now you're trying to outdo, outsmart everyone. It's over for the Patriots. It's over for Bill Belichick. Stick to coaching. Bring in someone else here. You're getting old, Bill. You're losing a step. That's fine to admit. But don't come and preach to Cousin Randy how you're still the GOAT because you don't got it. That's why you're paying everyone out the wazoo last year because you can't draft. It's fine. It's over. Team Money can be the GM. All right. Maybe G-Man. Cousin Randy certainly can. I don't have the chops for that, just like you don't, Bill. But you lost a step. G-Man, Team Money, what do you think? Bill Belichick, no longer the GM GOAT? Let me know. Oh, man. Randy just jumps on the back of bill belichick and randy oh, yeah you know i can't disagree with you but man you say t money can be the gm and maybe g man i think you got g man the maybe got to come out of that man <laughs> totally agree man that's why I got, I got my suit on i'm ready to take over for the patriots gm bill why don't you just go take over coaching that's fine but yeah this has just been a horrible horrible draft for bill belichick it, it, i mean it it did not make sense at all. Like he said, every pick was just shocking. I'm not sure what the hell they're doing there. If Bill Belichick thinks he's smarter than everyone else, he clearly is not. I'm not sure what he's doing. This was a complete failure of a draft for me. Well, I looked up prior to this draft, Greg Rosenthal, he's, he works for the NFL. He writes the NFL. He did a draft ranking. Who's the best GM? In the NFL before this draft, and he had New England ranked 10th. Had the Bills first, the Rams second, the Steelers were third, and 10th was Belichick. And a big reason was that 2021 draft. Remember the 2021? It wasn't just the draft because we're talking GM here. So it was the draft plus the players that he brought in, and they came back and had a great year after that 2021 draft. So it did make an impact, and that's why you rated him 10th. Yeah, no, and look, I get it. Like, I think Bill is a good GM at finding players that aren't used properly or used well in other systems and using them for his system. I just Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, you know, all these guys. He's really good at making guys fit in his system, his system, and getting the best out of these guys. But he can't draft a wide receiver to save his life. He's overdrafted guards. He drafted two running backs when they already had solid running back depth. He drafted a quarterback in the fourth round after drafting one last year in the first. It, it just nothing made sense what this guy was doing. He took the wrong wide receiver in Tyquan Thornton. I, I just think everything he did in this draft was bad. I think he's a good GM. I just think he needs to give the draft up. He cannot draft. That's the one thing, Bill. He's got an Achilles heel, ladies and gentlemen. He got lucky and snagged Tom Brady in the sixth round. Other than that, he is not a good drafter. Every once in a while, he hits on these guys, but everyone hits on a late-round pick. I can't give Bill Belichick credit for things that happen every day. Half the league's undrafted. You know, that's not just Bill Belichick. <laughs> so I, I just think he, he you don't get the high-end players that should come in and make immediate impacts. I think he's a great Love coach. It. Give I think Mac draft. Jones made a meeting impact. Great pick on Mac Jones. He didn't have a choice. Uh, I like, I like Ramonde Stevenson. Now bringing Ramonde in, that was a good move. 
Uh, what do you think about Devontae Parker? They brought Devontae Parker in now. Uh, so Devontae's now on the team. Yeah, he was signed in the offseason, which I think he Bill is a good GM, but he hey. uh, finding other picks, but he, there's more to the job. He clearly is not good at the draft. And if, if you're not good at half your job, you're not good at your job. You got to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to go. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit with you, but not all the way there with Cousin Randy. Uh, but I like the point. Certainly deserves the challenge after that draft, man. That was not good. No. And what they were doing with those first few picks, I didn't see where they were going. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. They had a yeah. decent year last year. They made the playoffs after a terrible year the year before. And they got some more resources here from outside the draft. Hey, let's see what they can do this year. Hey, we hope you love the chug and chant this week. It's a special segment brought to you by Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the chug and chant or a guest chugger with cousin Randy, and if you love the show, press the like and subscribe and let us know. Look for us at at Father, Son, and Holy Sport or at our website where you can find our beautiful hats for golfing this year. It's FatherSonAndHolySport.com. We'll see you next week for another Chug and Chant. All right. We'll see you. All right. Excited to move on to some fantasy football. This is going to be good. We're back in it. Hey, I'm G-Man. I got T-Money here with me, bringing you energy with the May 5th edition of the Fantasy Football Show. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network, T-Money. Are you getting geared up here for the fantasy season, man? We got a post-draft special here tonight. Oh, so exciting. Just already thinking about mock drafts and trades. First talk of fantasy football on the podcast this year. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody, do us a favor. Press the like and subscribe. We get your results in fantasy to help you win your league, man. Stay with us this year. If you're interested in being a sponsor or guest on the fantasy football segment, reach out to us. Hey, we're going to start off team money with the biggest fantasy winners, two players that we think were the fantasy winners. I'm going to start off with one. You do one. I'll do one. We'll just switch off. I'm going to start off here first with a guy that we've talked about together. Traylon Burks and the Titans, man. He comes from Arkansas. The Titans pull him in after the AJ Brown debacle. AJ leaves. Traylon Burks comes in. He steps in. He's probably the number one guy. He's going to beat out Robert Woods, I think. That would be my guess. I think Robert Woods might take a step back. Injury, is he? Yep. does he got it? Does he got it? That's why I think Traylon Burks moves into that number one spot, and he's going to be getting more of the throws. I just think he has the size, the speed, the profile to take that number one spot from Robert Woods. Hey, like the pick. I agree with everything you're saying. Robert Woods is going to lose a step for sure. I think it's, you know, it's going to be even more of a run first offense, I think. So the AJ Brown targets won't be there as big as people think, but I I like him a lot. He's definitely a winner in this draft. My big, my biggest winner overall though, is Jalen hurts. If you're looking for a fantasy quarterback to potentially take a step, I mean, they were run first for sure beforehand and that, you know, benefited hurts and rushing touchdowns and, you know, a little RPO action, but AJ Brown and Devonte Smith taking the top off this defense. And now these safeties and cornerbacks can't, you know, come in for the run. Jalen hurts is a huge winner after this draft. Their defense also got better, which oh, benefits yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, if he hits, 
These are great draft picks to keep the Eagles offense on the field more often as well, create some more turnovers and some quick three and outs. I think Jalen Hurts of everyone in this draft was the biggest winner because of the A.J. Brown trade and then those two defensive draft picks. Yep, I I like that. I like that. Jalen Hurts, he's currently ranked seventh on the fantasy depth chart, but he could move up. Man, got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith throw to. That's going to be amazing. I'm going to go for my second choice, not in any specific order, but another fantasy winner, Drake London, going to Atlanta. It depends on the quarterback situation. Like you said, man, Who, if one of those quarterbacks steps up, which I know who you think is going to be step, stepping up, but if one of those quarterbacks step up, Drake London, sitting there in that number one receiver slot, has to get some fantasy points, man. Uh, I just think he might start off you know, slow. If you're looking to draft him, he could be kind of risky there, but I just think in the long run, he's going to be a great fantasy player. Yep. Again, totally agree with you. It's him and Burks for the wide receiver uh, number one in uh, rookie fantasy drafts for sure. So I like Drake a little more than Burks, uh, but either one flip of a coin. I think that's a great pick. He's going to be a big winner. My biggest winner, uh, my second biggest winner here, Rashad Bateman. The wide receiver for Baltimore Ravens. Hollywood Brown is gone. And Lamar Jackson was never really great at throwing to Marquise Brown because it was deep threat. I think Rashad Bateman can be like a Mike Evans type guy. He's really big frame. He was injured a lot last year, but came on strong in the second half. And so I think Rashad Bateman, everyone should be targeting. He's clear cut wide receiver one right now for the Ravens. Uh, And I just think he's going to fit that system a little more instead of trying to take the top off. He's going to be, you know, 50, 50 balls and over the middle and, you know, route run. So I think Rashad Bateman with Hollywood Brown is clear cut a big, big winner here. I agree with that. And all you fantasy players in T money and ice fantasy league our 12 man PPR league. Hey man, I will trade you right now. You text me. I got my phone right here. I'll trade you Rashad Bateman. Okay. (laughs) Give me a draft pick. I give you Rashad Bateman as your keeper. Any of you guys out there. (laughs) Hey, let's move on to the biggest fantasy losers. Two players we think were losers this time. I'll start off with first. Uh, hey, man, I know that the Brees Hall, everybody's going crazy about Brees Hall, and I, I don't think he's as valuable as everybody's saying, but I do think it kills Michael Carter altogether. I didn't have a lot of faith in Michael Carter before this happened. I would. I don't know if I would have drafted him before this, but now – with Brees Hall coming in, Brees Hall's probably going to get more of the snaps. Uh, they'll share the ball, but Michael Carter's done in terms of fantasy. No, it, actually, that's who I have written down as well. Michael Carter, biggest loser. I, I think he was going to set for taking a big leap and basically taking over that backfield. I actually had the Jets, Jets current offense as a whole. I think uh, Chris Olave coming in is, or Garrett Wilson, sorry. Garrett Wilson is going to completely kill Elijah Moore as well. I think Elijah Moore was set for a big jump. He was kind of headed towards that wide receiver uh one, two gray area right there. So I think Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, that whole current uh, Jets offense took a big step back uh, after the Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson drafting. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite sure about Elijah Moore. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see those guys. Plus they got Corey Davis, your man, yeah. Corey Davis. It is was there. In, yeah. Uh, so Devonte Smith is my choice for 
fantasy loser. I know that people say they're both going to get catches. I just think Devontae was the man. And now A.J. Brown comes in and he's going to he's going to take over a chunk of work. Is Jalen Hurst going to throw double the amount of throws? I don't think so. Smith had a great rookie season, 100 targets, 61 catches, 875 yards. That's good. But I just think A.J. Brown's going to cut into that. All right. No, I totally, totally agree. Jalen Hurts already isn't a great passer of the ball. There's not a lot of passes to go around because it's a run first offense. A.J. Brown's going to be the wide receiver one. It's going to be really interesting. But yeah, Devontae Smith definitely took a step back. He had a solid rookie season. I don't know if he's going to get much, much more if even hit those numbers. So like that GM, my GM is with me. My GM's with me. Okay. my big uh, my second biggest loser of the draft is DeAndre Hopkins. All right. Beware D hop owners. All right. He's out for six games. That news just came down. He's suspended for PED. And then on top of that, because of this Hollywood Brown trade, Kyler Murray's new number one for six games is going to be Hollywood Brown. It's already known. They have an crazy connection from Oklahoma and they are best friends. That is their best friends of everyone in the world is these two. So not only when Hopkins comes back, he's going to six games with Hollywood Brown, but he's going to force that ball to his best friend. You think he, he, he is going to force that ball to get Hollywood Brown catches. He wants Hollywood Brown to get a contract. He loves the guy. They chat every day on and off the field. Be careful, Hopkins. Got you're not going to get the targets that you're looking for anymore. Not going to get the touchdowns because a new wide receiver, even though he's nowhere near good as good as D Hop, I'd be wary of the targets that are going to be going to him this year. Good advice. Good advice. Hey, let's move on to our last fantasy question on our first fantasy show of the year. Here, our fantasy question: You can answer first, T Money. I'll answer second. Which rookie? Will you pick first in your fantasy draft this year? It's always got to be a running back personally, just because they're more valuable. And I think that's Brees Hall. I think he was the best running back in the draft. I think he's better than Michael Carter. They drafted him in the second round and they moved up to get him. That means they value him a lot. I I know people are going to be wary because of Michael Carter in the backfield. It's really weird. I'm not sure why they drafted him, but you don't move up in the, top of the second round at low hanging first rounder, basically, and, and not play this guy. So Brees Hall is going to get touches and he's, he's going to be valuable in fantasy. And you always draft running backs over receivers a, a, in any sort of draft. So he's my guy as um, rookie number one in fantasy. Yeah. Well, I agree with just about everything you said. And I agree with your philosophy there. Get that running back because there are some great receivers. But looking at the running backs, there's only two that you could choose Brees Hall or the one that I select, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. I think Kenneth Walker is going to work out better than Brees Hall in terms of the fantasy. I just think it's more of a surefire thing. Agreed. He can win that number one job, man. No one, yeah. no one wants that job in Seattle. No. How long did they go last year? without a running back and nobody could take the job. I'll tell you what, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker is going to go in and take the job from everybody. This guy hits people while he's running. He led the nation in missed force tackles. He, yep. he had the third most rushing yards after contact in the nation. 211 runs a 43840. He's going to hit people and he's going to go take that job. Chris Carson in 2020 had 16 touches. 
56% snap share. That was Chris Carson in 2020 when everybody thought, you know, he was a top, top tier fantasy guy. And I think that uh, Walker could get close to that kind of production. Yep. I, I- I totally agree. I think Chris Carson's injury is a lot worse than people realize. So I don't think he's going to be a factor in this backfield. Rashad Penny typically comes in uh, a little overweight and he's not reliable injury wise. Kenneth Walker is one Rashad Penny injury from completely owning this backfield. So I love the pick as well. Uh, You know, I just don't know if I trust Seattle's offensive line and offensive scheme, but they love to run up there. So I totally agree. He's a coin flip for me, G. You could convince me, and I think you just did. Kenneth Walker might be my RB1. I love that. What do you think in terms of the passer? Who's going to win that starting job? In Seattle. Seattle, I hear they love Geno Smith, too, but I think Drew Locke's just probably a little bit better. Um, So I guess I'd go with him. I guess I'd go with him. I don't know, Drew Locke, you know, throwing some passes out to yeah. Walker. Walker, the, they don't throw to the running back typically. Be, you know, Russell like to throw down the field, but maybe Drew Locke or Geno likes to throw the ball out to the back a little bit. That would give Walker more value. Yeah. Hey, we hope you're loving the fantasy football show. We are back, baby! Yeah. It's a special segment of Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. You can look for some of our segments at Clips at Father, Son, and Holy Sport and on our website. Check out our website. You can get some hats like T-Money and I have on tonight, fathersonandholysport.com. On behalf of T-Money, I'm G-Man. We'll see you next week. See you later. Peace.